Chicago is more than great food, iconic sports, legendary music, and crooked politicians. It's a community of people who, at their core, care about one another and their city. We're chatting with new and native Chicagoans about all things local on The Chicagoan Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to The Chicagoan Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Brandon Bell Booker. Brandon, appreciate you being here, brother. Man, thank you, Tony. I'm I'm happy to be here, too. No, but I'm, I'm very grateful. And man, just what a guy. You got so many things you got going on that I'm excited <laughs> to, to just get to know you, your story. But also, let's just start where... Uh, Southside guy, right? Yeah, man. Southside, born and raised, man. Um, I was born uh, 80th at Marshfield. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah, South Southside. Um, to some teenage parents, you know. Um, it's it's crazy um, just to see the evolution of, you know, from me being a child to here right now. Um, I'm blessed. Did you know growing up that you were born to young parents? Was that like, when did you become aware of that? Probably when I was like... 10, 10-ish, 11-ish, okay. I started, I was like a little nerd with math and stuff. So I started looking like, okay, my mom's birthday just came. I'm 10. I'm de- subtracting. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, 17. Okay. So she got, so yeah. So from there, I was always like doing all this little math stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> and how did that, I guess, uh, translate into your experience as a kid growing up, like seeing other parents or you know, kids with other parents with a lot older, probably, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess it didn't, it didn't really phase me. No. Yeah, it didn't phase me at all. Um, but both of my parents, they 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 worked hard. Um, my my dad, he played basketball, so. Oh no way. Um, I remember growing up, he went away for college to play at Colorado State, and then my mom, she was just a working mom, so I mean, I just saw them grinding, and then, I mean, when I'm looking back at it now, they were probably about 24, 25 you know, handling all these things with, with children. And I'm about to be 28 next week and I don't wow. have any children. I'm just like, wow, like they were really, <laughs> they were really going through some things, you know, um, and they, they made it look easy. Wow. So, That's awesome. You're blessed. Yeah. Super blessed. blessed. I love my parents. And now how did that translate over into the guy you are now? Because, uh, you know, one, you just one a role model, but, mm-hmm. but two, also from the perspective of, I mean, I think about my age and at, the, at that time, like, man, I wasn't as responsible as, as <laughs> right. focused as all these things that you are. Because on one end, you, know, you did you graduated college. Now you're in law school. Yeah. You um, full-time job. Then you start, you picked up real estate. Right? Yeah, exactly. Now you're a, a full-time realtor as well, or I guess part-time, but, but doing real estate. Yeah. Where did, where did that drive come from, that determination, that passion uh, to, to not only be your best, but also to inspire others come from? Um, I definitely think it started with my parents. I think I just watched them um, just go hard for their family. Um, I think just watching my mom just being like so resilient and working 12-hour shifts, just trying to make a way. And then my father, you know, he just following his dreams and, you know, not letting anything stop him. So it started from there. And then for me, I used that. And then I started channeling just like, what do I want to do? What does Brandon want to do? And um, I had all these passions. I got so many things that I just enjoy and love. And I'm just like, I don't want to be limited to one thing. I want to have a lot of positive things in my life that I can um, attach to. You know, we can't control everything. So in any given moment, one of those things that you have going on won't be at its peak or it won't give you fulfillment. But if you have more things in your life, you can attach, you know, yourself to them in a positive way. 
For sure, for sure. So once I learned that, I started adding all my passions and all the things that I enjoy Man, to uh, me. Like I said, it's inspirational. Just, I mean, we all know what, what we've been through as, as a country the last two years, what Chicago uh, has unfortunately mm-hmm. been through, and, and, and just when it comes to racial uh, inequities. How have you seen, just growing up, you know, young black man, uh, kind of seen yourself in both from a South Sider, but just as like a Chicagoan as a whole, right? And for me, like I said, growing up, first generation Mexican, um, felt like this imposter syndrome, right? Like things weren't for me, you know, and then I had to overcome that. Did you ever feel that way or did you just feel like, you know, I'm just like anybody else and uh, um, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do? You know what? Um, My mom actually moved us, moved us, sorry about that. Already. My mom actually moved us from Chicago um, in 2007, and she moved us from Chicago to Minnesota. Oh, no way. And I didn't realize at the time, but she was making a decision for us to have, um, you know, just better circumstances. Yeah. And I think that move to Minnesota is probably what changed me. Um, I just remember first getting there and we didn't have to really worry about too much crime at the time. Sure. Um, I think in Chicago, it was like, you know, get back home um, when the streetlights come on. But when we got to Minnesota, it was like, it seemed more relaxed. And I feel like I was kind of, in a way, able to um, be a kid again. Yeah. I think in Chicago, it was like helping my mom, you know, with my younger siblings. I'm the oldest of six. Oh, wow. So just helping my mom with my younger siblings. Um, you know, just being that rock, you know, for my, for my father and my mom as well. And then when I got to Minnesota, it was like, oh, you can be a kid again, BJ, you know, that's what my family called me, BJ. You can be a kid again and you can, you know, start doing things that you love, like playing basketball, running track, um, just doing whatever you want. And you don't have to worry about, um, crime and you don't have to worry about, you know, the stress that we were kind of like brought up in. And I didn't realize it. I I thought that what we were doing in Chicago was cool. It was it was fun. I mean, I, I had a fun childhood in Chicago. Right. I it, was able to be outside and, you know, we went to the parks and we, we get we rode our bikes, you know, and we played tag or we played it. And um, yeah. So like so having those memories, right? And how, how long were you there for in Minnesota? So I stayed there until I graduated high school. Oh, no way. So you were there. Yeah, so I was, I was there. I was in it. Um, so and what was that like to hear about everything that happened with George Floyd and, and having such a close tie to, <clears throat> to Minnesota? Yeah, you know happened? what? My, my mom, they lived literally a block or two away. And it happened on my sister's birthday. Whoa. Yeah, the, the whole thing happened on her birthday. Um, I was... I was away in California at the time because I, I moved to California um, in 2017 after I graduated from Marquette. Um, but yeah, just watching that whole thing go down, um, it was gut-wrenching, you know? So where were they? They were in Minnesota. Oh. And they were living a block oh, away. Oh, man. They were right there. Um, it was Cup Foods. I used to go there actually to get my phone fixed because they have a little small part in there to get your phone fixed before. And I got my phone screen fixed in that cup foods before. But yeah, that whole thing was just, you know, super traumatic. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like over my lifetime, I've seen so many, you know, cop killings and just, you know, 
African African Americans being oppressed. Yeah. Um, still to this day, and not just African Americans, like you know, all minorities, right, you know, right, just right. going through all their struggles. Um, and it's tough, you know, every day. On on top of being a human yourself, you have to worry about the color of your skin and how others view you because of the color of your skin. Um, For sure. And yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, we know what we have to deal with here in Chicago, right? And I'm not saying that I know from a firsthand perspective, but when when you hear about, I guess, and, and knowing the contrast of what it is to be in Chicago and, mm-hmm. and growing up in Minnesota, seeing, you know, what everyone else saw uh, as far as the aftermath of it, right? And realizing that this wasn't uh, an isolated incident. It's something that's part of their culture, right? Mm-hmm. Or part of a culture, a, a bigger culture. And so how, how did you kind of, or how, how would you compare those two Scenarios. I know you grew up there from seven on all the way on to mm-hmm. high school, but knowing what you know about Chicago, is it that different from Minnesota or is it, you know, is it a lot worse because, uh, you know, it's less uh, African-American, less minorities in Minnesota? Uh, would you say that you noticed it a lot more? No, I, I think um, I will say Minnesota has changed. Um, but I would say when I first got there in 2007, um, it didn't feel like that. It felt, um, I would still feel a little segregated, but it, it still felt peaceful. Mm. and um, Still that Midwest uh, charm or niceness, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was peaceful. I, I think it's just a combination of um, the times we live in, the stress that we live in, you know, with, even with a pandemic. It just... Um, I think humans are just it's it's humans it's it's the humans that 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 we li- that we live around. I think a lot of people struggle with um things from their past. You know, this goes into like mental health, you know, um learning things from your parents and then from what their parents taught them. It's like right. a generational curse in yep. every person, you know, that walks this earth. And I think we all just turn a blind eye to it. And, you know, I stopped that. Uh, I stopped turning a blind eye to my mental health and what I go through. So, you know, this year I actually got into counseling. I started in counseling about, I want to say, mid-January. And it was one of the best things I could have done. I walked into counseling thinking, like, um, (laughs) this person is going to tell me what I need to do in my life. But I quickly realized that. I had the answers and this person unlocked them for me. And from that point on, I just felt so powerful within myself. I feel so grounded now because I, all this time I've had the answers for myself and I was thinking that I guess my counselor therapist was going to have it for me. Right, right, right. <laughs> but man, that's, a, that's such a progressive thing though. I mean, like for anybody and, and you know, that's just uncommon for men in general, but mm. I think for minority men as yeah. well, right? Like, especially, I feel like it's just something that you don't ever hear about. Yeah, you don't. And th- that's 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 what is, that's what's huge to me. I, I feel like, man, um, if I could speak to, you know, all the, the young black, you know, kids, like, it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to ask for help. You know, it's okay to to, you know, know that something's not right and you want to fix it, you know? You don't have to sweep everything under the rug. It's going to always come back to you, you know? It's always there. If you don't <laughs> so, deal with it, it's always there. It's going to always come back. And I, I finally took a stance and I was like, 
I, you know, I, I went through some some mental things, you know, in the last couple of years. And I also realized that most of that was because of just myself, who I what I was dealing with inside that I didn't deal with, um, you know, getting into relationships when I'm not even ready because I don't even know who I am. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, this is crazy. And all I have to do is just face myself for once. And then once I did that, I literally started seeing all these doors open for me. I mean, it, it, it's wild to hear you say it because these are things that people, that, that they can go an entire lifetime. Without knowing. Yeah, without knowing this. And here you are at a young age. I mean, you even bought your house at, what, 25, right? Yep, like yep. all these things that, that are milestones for people that you just kind of seem to be like, it's like uncovering them, turning them over, realizing what you got to do, and, and then just going right after it. Not, not, like you said, sweeping it under the rug and then it's there for you later. Where did all this come from? Like, wh- who, who taught you this? Where did you get this like direction? This I wisdom, don't man? know. I don't know. Really? I I think it's just something that's it's just in me. Yeah, you know, it's just in me. I, I feel it in me. It fuels me. You know, it makes me want to get up in the morning. <laughs> like it just fuels me. This is who I am. I wow. Don't know. Do you, how do people react to that? Like people that know you, that you know, I'm sure not. You're probably the only one doing yeah. everything you're doing. Um, I mean, I, I get a lot of praise from my family. My like, I love my family so much. We, we keep each other like motivated, you know, all my siblings and my mom and my dad, you know, we have our group chats where we just kind of, we always tell each other what's going on. I didn't tell them about this podcast <laughs> though, because I wanted them to be surprised. That's but awesome. we always tell each other what's going on and it's always a motivation thing. Like you got this, you know, if it's game day for one of my siblings, we're in the group chat, like, you know, let's go. My sister, she just had a, um, she's out in Israel playing. Um, she plays professionally for um, That's basketball. So That's amazing. Uh, right now she's in Israel for a couple months and, you know, she just had a game yesterday. She's in a group chat, wow. like, game day and we're just sending her things you know like let's get it you know it's time to grind like you know and um that's what we do and i would say you know i love making my family proud yeah i think it it makes me happy that i make my family proud and you know they they encourage me all the time and but i would say no matter how much people around you encourage you you still have to feel that within yourself. Yeah, because even the encouragement can be a little bit of a comfort that if you're just getting it, what's so, the Yeah, because sometimes, sometimes people don't know that, you know, um, they only see the end results, you know? Right, right, right. So they don't, they don't see the, the, the morning grind or the, the mental um, stimulation that you have to put upon yourself. Yep. So... You know, so I, I, I hear or I see the congratulations and I appreciate those so much. Um, but it's it's still tough. So I guess I, I I receive things super well, but I also have to stimulate my own self. Yeah, no, and, and keep pushing forward. When, when you think about those things that um, you had to overcome, right, that mm-hmm. it's easy from the outside looking in, say, like you said, the, the end result, right, or, or, or at least where you're at and say, Nah, it's, things are just easy for you, or you know, this mm-hmm. this just comes easy to you. But like everybody knows that that's been through it and that's trying. It's it's not right. And, and these things that you said you focused on with your mental health. What was the biggest thing that you had to overcome that you saw was blocking you from achieving, whether it be your goals, happiness, peace? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say remembering 
and preaching to myself that everything that I'm going through is a journey and not to try to keep moving so fast. Everything doesn't have to be fast, quick in a hurry. You know, um, once I start trying to embrace every single day and seize the day, carpe diem, (laughs) (laughs) um, I started, my, my anxiety went down um, and I, I started having a better hold on my days, um, just not speeding up. So, man, it's, uh, and it's again, it's like these are things that are, are newer concepts to a lot of people, right? Yeah. That, that being present and, and, and just like enjoying the moment, right? Um, we say it, we, we, I hear it all the time. And it, it, I guess at this point, it's, it's cliche. Yeah. But it's really like, Staying in your moment, like here, where you are right now is holy. This is where you're supposed to be, (laughs) whether it's something that you really, you know, are not too happy about, but maybe that's the lesson that you need to be in. Um, But I also, I think, you know, living too far ahead sometimes, it just gives you too much anxiety. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and and, and it's funny because a lot of times people say, well, when, when you get to this point, it almost seems like the the fire leaves you or you you're just kind of like at peace and now you know you're just chill but but that's not the case and and as Mm-mm. you know you you graduate you got a full time job you decide to go into real estate and now you're going full time school you're graduating law school yep. in in May where does that ambition come from like where do you see yourself and that you're you're pushing yourself not only to to find those things that are really difficult to go within right the mm-hmm. mental health um, you know it sounds like spirituality all those kind of aspects of it but also uh, the professional part of it right that 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 pursuit uh, of of greater things what what, fuel, what fuels you for that right and, and what's that the end goal what's the vision that you're working towards yeah um, I think you know everyone can't do I would say what I'm doing. And I guess since I just have that mentality and the resources and the support from my family, I use that to, you know, do what I'm doing. And I think, you know, one of my end goals is just to create opportunities for my family and for my my friends and for the people around me. And, you know, so when my end goals with with law school, you know, I want to be, you know, a representation for all people. Um... We, we need that representation, especially in the African-American community. You know, we, we don't see a lot of black lawyers. And I want to I be that representation. And I just want to help people. I've always wanted to just help people. Um, that's even, that even goes with my real estate. I just want to help people. I like to see people smile and be happy. So, you know, you're showing someone their dream home. I, I, I just love to see the joy on people's face. Um, and you can tell you, you have a servant heart, you know? And, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I've been like that ever since, I guess, since I was younger, you know? And, and, and with that, one of the things I know that's real important to you is that um, encouragement. That is that uh, you know, maybe, maybe not being necessarily a role model, but an example, right? Where you're like, it's important for, for there to be black representation in, mm-hmm. in these, and, and doing your part, right? You can't be everything to everyone, but here you are picking what's, what's important to you and, and pursuing that. What message would you give to, you know, the, the younger generation of Chicago, um, but even whoever, even you know, peers or older, as far as contributing to that, right? Like mm-hmm. you're doing your part, and, and whether you're doing it consciously or whether you're doing it just for yourself, your family, it transcends just you, right? Mm-hmm. And just your circle. It, it goes beyond that. But what message would you have as far as uplifting, encouraging 
the younger minority generation of uh, of Chicago? Man, I would I would say I would tell them to don't limit yourself to one or even a few things. Whatever you're passionate about, fuel it. It can be whatever. You know, if you want to be an artist, a lawyer, a doctor, a real estate agent, just do whatever you want. Like, think about the the greats. I think about Jay-Z. You know, he's not a businessman. He's a business man. So the business, he's a business. Like, Jay-Z is a business himself. And um, I, I use him because... He's 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 part of my motivation, you know. Mm. He's a name for himself, so he had he wears many hats, right? You know, and I want to I want to wear many hats as well. Well, you are already. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be it. solidified, stamped in those hats. But you're doing it, man. You're doing it, and that's awesome. Um, Thank you. If people want to connect with you, learn more, follow you, support you, how can they do that? Uh, how can they find you on online? Yeah, so um, my Instagram personal one is BJ underscore winning. That's without the G. So BJ underscore W-I-N-N-I-N. And then I also have my real estate page, BBB underscore real estate. Um, yeah, I mean, Facebook as well, Brandon Bell Booker. <laughs> there you go. Now, now now you know where to go to support him. But yes, uh, <laughs> man, what a, what a guy. I know we have probably way more conversation oh yeah uh, we got we, we got to get this. back to it we got to get back to it but uh <laughs> so much. you know i appreciate you coming in and sharing a little bit about you know who you are and just inspiring others with with your message and your story yeah thank you so much man i appreciate it hey what you're doing here is like it's so amazing um thanks for you know reaching out to me and giving me a chance uh this really you know helped me step out my comfort zone once again i've never done a podcast before so i was like Whew, i gotta get ready for this but you know God got me here, so. And you did your best with it, and, uh, and <laughs> I'm you. proud to, to have you part of the community, and look forward to more, brother. Yes, thank you so much, Tony.